people don't burn out because of what they do. People burn out because they forget why they're doing it. Welcome, Senior Life family, to another All Fired Up podcast. I'm your host, Will Voorhees, and today I'm joined by Doug Blake. Doug, how are we feeling today? All fired up, baby. Awesome, man. It was, uh, it was good talking to you on, uh, on the virtual podcast, but it's even better to have you in person um, yeah. and kind of go into some, some things I think might be important for agents that are a little you know, unmotivated or discouraged. Um, so one of the things I've been asking leaders is, how do you, how do you deal with burnout, Doug? With burnout? Yeah. Well, it, it's something that I deal with on a regular basis, and it's definitely something that I hear about on a regular basis. But many years ago, we had a gentleman come speak at one of our conferences. Okay. His name was Inky Johnson. Inky Johnson. So before I got to hear about Inky Johnson, or before we he spoke at the meeting, <clears throat> I started doing some investigation of him and following him and stuff. And, you know, Ron had really raved about how great this guy was. And I started listening to a lot of his things, and he said something that, I never forgot. Okay. Right? And he said that people don't burn out because of what they do. People burn out because they forget why they're doing it. Okay. You know? So I think a burnout comes from people losing their why. Yeah, losing you know? the motivation, essentially. You know, because there's, there's everything that we do in life is because we're motivated to do something or not to do something or whatever. So, and everybody has these goals. You know, and, and as we get older, our goals change. Like maybe you want to buy a new truck and that's just the most important thing that you want to do. So I'm going right. to cut grass all summer because I want to buy a new car. Right. Yeah. But then once you buy that car, now what? Yeah. What are you working for? What are you working for? So I think that's what happens is that people, they have these whys and they either get what they were that they set out to get or they lose sight of it. OK. And then they get burnt out. Like if you want to be successful you're going to have to work your tail off for the rest of your life. Right. There's no getting around. There's no that. getting around 50 and 60 and 70 and 80 hour work weeks, you know, right. and I think the more successful that you get, probably the more that you do work, you know, yeah. and I think you could be fired up about anything. You know, if I told you that you had to shovel dirt for a living eight hours a day, that's something you're not going to be too motivated. Yeah, to no, do. it doesn't sound too fun. Right. But if I told you I'm paying you a million dollars a year to do it, I'll bet you you do that with a smile on your face yeah, and a, whatever. You, you know what I mean? So I think everybody's motivation changes. And there's this old saying, too, that if you lose your why, you lose your way. OK, so I really don't think that people burn out. I think their thought processes, yeah. you know, get kind of lost some way and, and they lose their why, you, you know, but it's something that people do kind of blame. I would say for their lack of success is that, oh, I'm tired. I'm burnt out. You know, I've been, I've been working a sales gig for a long time, man. I'm just, I'm beat up. You know, yeah. I, I don't believe that. I used to believe it. Okay. I don't really believe it anymore. Okay. So that's kind of a good segue into what, what's your motivation? What kind of drives you every day? Yeah. So, I mean, do? my biggest driving force is my family, Okay. you know, and it extends beyond my immediate family. My wife and my two kids is I want to really prove to them that you can do anything that you want to do. You know, and it doesn't matter where you start, that it matters where you finish. I like you that. know, because I, I started out in this business in a in a pretty bad position. You, you know, I started off on a 50 percent contract, you know, many, many, many layers deep from the top. Right. You know, so I, I couldn't get nowhere. I, I was very limited. Right. And that you was know? with the, the previous company, correct? And my previous company. Yeah. yeah. OK. And, you know, it. it to go from there to where I am now proves that if you want something bad enough, you can do it. Right. You know, because if I didn't want it bad enough, 
I wouldn't be here. Right. Yeah, you know we wouldn't be having this conversation. So I, I definitely want to prove to, you know, mainly my wife and my children, most importantly, that if you want something bad enough, you can do it. And it doesn't matter what your background is or how smart you are, you know, or how much money you have. You, you can do whatever it is that you want to do. It's all about you know, just I, how hard you work. Yeah. And, and I set out to I wanted to build a massive insurance organization. Okay, and so did when you got into the insurance space, was that something you kind of knew right off the bat that you wanted to build a team, or was it more of, uh, let's get some sales first, let's do this, do that, and then start to grow your business? What, where did the business kind of come into play in your career? So I always, I feel like deep down inside, like I always had like leadership in me. Okay. Right. Yeah. I don't know if that sounds conceited or not, but like I nah, always, I, get I always like being the man. Yeah. You know, I like being the one that people looked up to. You know, I really always enjoyed that my whole life. So I think business was always just kind of in my DNA. When I, I majored in in business in college, that was my major. Okay. And I majored in in business in college because I wanted to own my own business one day. Right. So that was my goal. Like that was just what I thought I had to do. You know. So. You know. When I first came on board to the insurance industry, I wasn't really, I, I kind of liked the idea of having a huge team, but I wasn't really there yet. My main first thing is I just want to write some business and make some money. Right. Because I came out of the mortgage and real estate business kind of flat on my face. Yeah. With the so crash. I was in like survival mode. Yeah. You know, so I woke up every day like I just need to pay my bills. Yeah. You know, I wasn't focused on long term. Like I was just focused on like the right then and there. Right. Like I needed to pay my bills, pay my rent, you know, that's pretty good motivation, isn't it? (laughs) And that's all that's all I had space for at the moment. Right. You know, but once I kind of got pretty good at that and I saw other people around me like making literally millions and millions of dollars, I'm like, there's no way that you're right. They're not better than me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I used to think that. It was luck. You know, they got yeah, lucky. That's easy to it's kinda yeah, it's really easy to pin that. But on it's that. not that. No. It's not. But it's easy to pin that on there, you're right. Yeah. You know, I used to think that they just you know you know, that they got they got it handed to them and you know, maybe some people get a little bit of a boost, but at the end of the day, it's it's easy to, to become successful. I think it's even harder to stay successful. Okay. You know? So when I started kind of seeing that, I realized very quickly that where I was, I could have maybe gotten successful growing and building a business, but I couldn't keep it. Okay. There just wasn't any room. Right. You know, because I think in order to be successful, you got to have massive amounts of people under you also being successful. Right. And you can't right? tell someone how to be successful without going out and doing it yourself first. No doubt. Even okay. me and Mitch were talking on the car right over here from the airport, you know, and we were talking about kind of doing it first and stuff like that and and... and you know, helping people get what they want out of life is what will ultimately make you successful. So if I can't help a lot of people reach their goals, become financially free and do all that, how, do, how can I ever remain successful? Right. I might temporarily yeah, kind of make some money spotlight for a minute, for a minute, but to stay in it long term and to become wealthy, I think is a totally different story. That's awesome. And so that that kind of is a good place to lead into for these agents that are having trouble being successful. Yeah. You know, a lot of the stuff I hear is, oh, well, everybody just keeps telling me no, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, no, I don't want to hear your offer. No, I don't want this or this or that. Um, kind of how do you deal with objections? Like, what's what's your go-to, I guess? Okay. So it's a great question. <laughs> it's probably a question that everybody wants to know. Right. Right? 
and that what they've heard is just to keep doing it is what you got to do like success doesn't happen overnight it happens over time okay and we can't look at these no's as failure that's not what it is it's a learning experience you know yes sir but i think the biggest thing is you got to have belief in what you're doing okay and not only in the opportunity for say you as an agent but in the opportunity that these policyholders will have with senior life insurance company you know you got to believe in it yeah and if you don't believe in it you're going to have a hard time overcoming it and i also think that there's a lot of truth in every objection meaning if you have a lot of people telling you that they got that they got to think about it say yeah there's probably a really good chance that you like to think about things too okay you know what i'm saying yeah. so if you believe it to be true or if you think this is too high for the value that they're getting if you believe that to be true how can you talk somebody into it right because everything that they tell you is going to be like yeah i kind of agree with you you know so you're going to have so you got to believe in what you're doing yeah you know and it even goes back to the same thing with the leads and i tell these people every day like nobody's going to call off a tv commercial or respond to a mailer or click on an ad on facebook if they don't want to buy insurance right who would yeah no i mean i'm i like for instance like i'm not going to just click on an ad for a like a like you know like a car you know i'm a i'm a truck guy i just ordered mm -hmm. a truck um but i mean if i'm not looking for that why would i bother yeah now maybe your it? level of interest or how quickly you want to do something might vary from person to person right right it might be a little bit different like you might want to do something now as opposed to doing something in six weeks or six months i don't know but the the interest is there yeah so why would you ever take no for a, a reason yeah or no. like oh i'm not interested anymore well, what does that mean i uh, didn't you, like, nobody's like just losing interest overnight they're when not the salesman comes to the yeah, door but yeah. what happens is you know they're scared of the process you know i'll even ask you this question i tell this to my agents all the time i okay. said so if you were to walk into a department store okay or maybe a shoe store w what's typically the first thing that happens to you when you walk into that store someone comes up to me and asks you know if they could help me with what i'm looking for or right. anything like that and what do we say to them say no nah, i'm fine i'm just looking exactly right because so when we call up a lead and we ask them if they need any help and they say no no i'm good like what are we doing we're doing what we're all programmed to do right which is just to you know stay away from salespeople. you You're know right. but we have to understand that objections are good things okay usually the ones that give you the most hard time up front are usually the easiest ones to close that's interesting. so if you got a person that's telling you like i got no time you know um, i'm in a rush i'm not interested anymore you get through that initial little upfront stage i'll guarantee you the checkbook is waiting for you that's awesome yeah there and it's really and i've had so many experiences where that all kind of played out so when you're overcoming objections you want to you want to make it easy for them agree with them right you know tell them like you know where they're coming from yeah and you just ignore it and you keep on doing it you know <laughs> and we got to know that there's a difference between say objections and complaints and there's a difference between a lie and a truth okay and if we chase the lies you can say all the right things use all the the right rebuttals in the world you could be the best at all that but if you're chasing a lie how are you ever going to overcome it but if you're on the real objection it's safe to say that because we know there's interest there that you can talk yourself through it. You could talk yeah. through it with them because it's the truth. Right. So the trick to sales is getting someone to like you and trust you. Okay. So if you can you get someone to like you. More being genuine or do you have to put on a front for that, essentially? I think if you got to put on a front, you're going to have some trouble. Okay. It's got to be legit. It's got to yeah. be genuine, you know? 
Like you really got to care about the interest of other people. Yeah. And if you don't, these seniors, they can, it's like, you know how they say dogs can smell fear? Right. They can sense. Seniors, same thing. Okay. Same thing. They know if you're full of it. Yeah. They know. They can, they, they can sense it. Even, if, you know, in person, they can see right through it and over the phone. Oh, man, they can Is sense it. It's even worse. It. It's even worse. Yeah. Man. You got to be genuine. You got to, you got to come from a place of service. Yeah. And I think if you come from a place of service, you can get people to like you. They're going to trust you. And everything else just kind of seems to fall into place. Fall into place, yeah. That's awesome. So, I mean, kind of just to summarize is to not take the no for an answer, to learn from it. Uh, what is it? Consistently ask be yourself, persistent. Why are you getting no's? Like, what yeah. are they saying? Where are they holding you up? Like, where are you getting stopped? And are, are you taking the time to come up with ways to overcome that? Or are you just hoping it doesn't happen? Right. Are you just taking the no for an answer rather than learning from yeah. it? Yeah. Because even, like, I, I don't know how long – the oldest salesperson of senior life has been in the game for, but that are still actively selling. But I can guarantee you is that they hear the same objections today than they did on day one. Right. So are you hoping they don't come up? Or are you trying to, you know, figure out ways to overcome them? Nice. You know, are you becoming a master of your craft? You know, just like in, I know what's your favorite sport? Uh, football. Football. You know, the first time you threw a football, you prob probably wasn't that good. Oh, no, it was terrible. My dad used to be a quarterback in high school, too, and college a little <laughs> bit. And he would, man, he gave me all kinds of. Uh, yeah. yeah. So imagine like going, <laughs> imagine Tom Brady going to play without practicing. Right. You know, and just hoping that, you know, come Sunday night or Monday night, like it's just all going to fall Man, into place work. because he's Tom Brady. Right. You know, where I know factually that he probably practices more than anybody. Right. In fact, I just heard he's coming back to the, to the NFL. Yeah, he just crazy. came back out of retirement. <laughs> like he went to go spend a couple of months with his kids and family and realized he's got to go play again, you know. And yeah, got to keep winning. You know, Robert was out in Bahamas one time and watching. They had someone was, was watching Tom Brady um, throw the football. And they were and his, his girlfriend or wife or whatever was recording him. And they were, like, dissecting. And he's on vacation in the Bahamas. Right. And dissecting his throw to, like, the nth degree. That's why he's so good. It's not because he's Tom Brady. Right. You look at um, what's his name the, from the Lakers that just passed away recently? Kobe Bryant. Kobe, yeah. He's the first one in the gym, last one to leave. Right. You know, if you want to get good at something, you gotta practice. That's so. All. I think yeah. a lot of people they come into this game expecting to be a winner. Right. Expecting off the, to be a winner. Natural then... talents are going to take you so far, but if you don't make a commitment to learn how to overcome those objections and deal with them, you're going to have a hard time. That's gonna. That's good advice. Just not even just for sales, but just for life in general, you yeah. know? Um, and then so kind of something else I want to cover is, have you had, what are, what are kind of some of the bigger obstacles you've noticed in building a business? Because you've built quite an impressive business, Thank I must you. say. Um, so what, what kind of roadblocks, road, or, you know, bumps in the road that you've kind of come across? I think I've probably came across just about as many as you can come across, you know? Yeah. When and it's kind of funny you say like bumps in the road. So when I started in this business, one of my early mentors told me, Doug, this business is like a like an unpaved road with a lot of potholes, right? And it's our job is as we go down that road to fill as many of those potholes as possible, so it's a little bit smoother for the next guy. Yeah, you know. And again, I don't know why. Like my life, I have a lot of these little sayings and just like some things I just never forget. Like I never forget that my grandfather told me that when you see somebody tapped or brakes that you should start slowing down when you right. see the brake light. I don't know why. And these little things and you just yeah, never no, forget. I, them. I've so, heard the same one too. You know, so that's one that I've heard. And so I've, I've thankfully encountered a lot of them. And I think it's a necessary part to growing and building a business because 
the next person that comes along is going to encounter, just like we said, that you hear the same objections day one as to year 30. Yeah. Right? So it's it, nothing changes. So if you don't go through it and successfully go through it, then you're not going to be able to talk the next guy or girl through right. it also. And show them how to you be know? successful. It all kind of comes full circle, doesn't it? That's it really funny. does. So to give you a couple of examples, like one year I was doing 70000 in production one year early on. Okay. In that same 12-month period, I got up to doing over 700000 Oh, wow. Okay. In 12 months. Yeah. Huge growth. No, what yeah, do we know? No, when things grow times. that fast, what happens? Yeah. It crumbles just as quickly. So now I was back okay. down to 70000 not even 12 months after that. Oh, wow. You okay. know? So just little things like that. Like it, this business is, will, is and will always be two steps forward, one step back. Okay. You know? The steps back, I think you really can't control. Right. The steps forward, you can. Yeah. So if you stop taking steps forward, those steps back are going to put you out of business. You right. know? But I've been through it all. I mean, I've been been behind on lead debt to the degree that at my previous company that my manager wouldn't even give me any more leads. Oh, wow. You okay. know, um, I've gone months without getting pay throughs here at Senior Life because of mistakes I made in growing a building, you know, and things like that. And I've written good business and had a lot of chargebacks, too. Like, I've been through it all. Right. And it was never because I tried to do the wrong thing is because I just like I was just trying to figure out my way. Yeah. You know, and for me, my whole life has always been like learn the hard way. Yeah. Like I got knocks. caught doing everything. My brother got away with everything. <laughs> like the one time I'm going to do something bad, I got caught. Yeah. Like just how it was. That's you how know? it goes. Yeah. So but with me is when something that I do that I know is wrong, I'm going to do my dead level best to make sure it doesn't happen again. That's good. So I just try to learn from it. Like, yeah. and you, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to have downfalls, you know, and you just got to learn from it yeah. and do your best to not make those same mistakes again. Like and it. you're still going to make mistakes. Oh, yeah. That's, just, that's another thing my dad's always told me. He's like, you're always going to make mistakes. It's just a matter of how you get back up once you've been knocked down. Exactly. Because I've made the same mistake more than once before. Yeah. <laughs> and like it's not easy on purpose to. or I'm like, hey, maybe it'll be different this time. No. no. Okay. Let's stay <laughs> away from that. You know, it's hot. Okay. Let me touch it. You know? Yeah. But there's been a lot of downfalls. There's been a lot of mistakes, but there's been a lot more victories, you know, because I continue to keep pressing forward. Right. You know, I continue to keep taking the advice of so many amazing mentors that I've had over the years, you know, and here you know, Ron and Robert being probably my two biggest at senior life, you know, we have a system. Yeah. You know, imagine, you know, being on Tom Brady's team, him calling a play and you deciding to do something different. Yeah, it's not going to, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. So Ron and Robert called the play and the play is the senior life system. Okay. I like that you analogy. Know? So run the play. Yeah. Run the play and keep running the play. You know, it may not always in the short term work out. Right. You might not be getting a touchdown every play. Not every play. But but you look at that scoreboard at the end of the game, and I promise you that you're you'll be a winner. winner. That's you awesome. Know? So man. a lot of my downfalls, just faith has got me through a lot of them. And know that, hey, you know, we got people that are successful. This is the way they did it because success leaves trails, no? Yeah. Yeah. No, and that's the best people to learn from. How to be successful is follow those trails. Yeah. Yeah, and there's, well. to my opinion, in this business, there's not a better person to follow than Ron Powell. <laughs> That's I mean, awesome. What better mentor or example could you have? Like, I don't think there's a better success story in our space than him and his family. Right. Because I mean, they've done it. They've they've blazed that trail. Yeah. They started off sorting leads in their trailer <laughs> down the road from where we're at right now to now 
you know, I was talking to Mitch on the way over. I said, Mitch, you ever imagine when you guys built that building that not even 10 years later you would already outgrow it? He's yeah, like, right. It's just, it's Busting out the seams. Busting out of the seams. Yeah. You know, it's phenomenal. Yeah. So in our last podcast, last time we talked, um, we'd kind of gone over the club or I guess like the award that you got, the, the what you're wearing right now. Yes. Um, for anybody that hasn't seen that last podcast, can you explain the gold jacket for us? This is the uh, the Millionaire's Club Jacket. And what does that mean, Millionaire's Club Jacket? So you, you have to become a – I can't really talk about that. Now that we're, you know, in public, now I can't tell you. So it's the Millionaire's Club is you have to deposit – so net income of over a million dollars over your career at Senior Life. That's awesome. So I think maybe three years ago, um, we had the inaugural, inaugural, is that how you say it? Inaugural, yeah. Inaugural class, and there was about you know 15 or 20 of us that received jackets, and then every year um, they've been adding more and more to it. I think last time was another five or six people. It's just That's awesome. really cool because I think it really says something about you when y- you do it with one company. Yeah. You no, know. for sure, and not just your career over over time. I mean, your whole career. Like yeah. You've done this when you've gotten to this company yeah. and achieved all this. That's yeah. awesome. I mean, I just can't wait till you know, we have our next agency meeting and it's everybody's got a gold jacket on. Right. I mean, that's the day I'm looking forward to. Yeah, no, that'd be an awesome day to have. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, man, it was awesome talking with you. Um, everybody at home, please make sure to like, subscribe, and comment. Um, and if you want to get in touch with uh, Doug, Doug, what's kind of your contact info if anybody wants to come? learn from your success yeah well you can give me a call at uh, 954-317-8072 follow us on instagram at the blake group ins.com i I don't know how you say that on the tag but you know what i mean (laughs) you know follow us on all those social media things too because we're really uh putting a lot of good content out there and and sharing a lot of your guys' stuff but we're real grateful to have access to too yeah man well uh just to kind of close off man how we feeling Still fired up, baby. Awesome. Fire. Fire. Oh.